I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg is our host each and every week. She is the subject of a documentary, the subject of a lengthy uh, radio series, now the host of her own show, and she's the author of, of 16 books, the latest being The Choice and the one right prior to that, not, not too far uh, removed from uh, Before the Alamo, both are excellent, and you got to get them both. And but without further ado, uh, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. Dr. Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing quite well, thanks, Frank. And we, oh, we, we were, oh, go ahead. I cut you off. You were going to ask. I was just going to say, I, I gather there was some excitement there just uh, just before you uh, opened this program. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm amazed at you that uh, you're so agile. Uh, you can be at a uh, live emergency and then come right down to uh, to a uh, a calm little discussion like mine. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> so I'll, I'm admiring I'm admiring your versatility. Well, yeah, thank you for that. But I'll, I'll give everybody just the quickest version of it. Uh, I I just came down for a live show at an airport, and the airport is the uh, the studio of of, of Li News Radio. And I was reporting on a serial killing, some activity that was happening. And it turned out to be uh, not, not too much, just police activity. And, uh, and, and I didn't want to create fake news, Doc. And, and, just, uh, and I told everybody right at the beginning, I said, uh, no arrest will be made. I didn't want to tease it because I know a lot of people like to do that. And, and they tell you to do that in the radio business. They say, they say tease it, you know, because uh, you, you, you get more listeners or more viewers if you're on TV. To me, I, I thought it was always a cheesy way to do it, especially when there's murder victims at stake. But one of the things that you and I uh, were talking about a little off mic uh, was fake news. And that's your subject uh, for today is fake news. Indeed it is. Uh, and uh, I'm going to lead with news that I heard last week. Um, I think it was probably from uh, Rachel Maddow. It might have been Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, but uh, it was a, a mere mention that a special committee of the European Parliament is set to uh, uh, to target disinformation campaigns on uh, on the air and on social media. Uh, and... I thought, wow, uh, if they're going to go after it officially, uh, and this is the uh, European Union that is going after fake news and fake information, disinformation, uh, then why aren't we doing something similar? And, of course, we have free speech in our Constitution and the takeover of, uh, of Twitter. Uh, is by a man who is going to guarantee free speech. But a free speech also means lies, systematic lies and fake news. Uh, then I'm very worried about Twitter. Mm. But uh, to go on, uh, the uh, there's been especially a uh, an info war against vaccines for uh, the COVID epidemic. And uh, that has been particularly bad in Europe. Uh, and uh, after the uh, uh, after the uh, news 
and and especially the uh, media began uh, broadcasting uh, conspiracy theories and whatnot. There was a 20% rise in anti-vaxxers uh, in Germany. Uh, and according to uh, uh, to the uh, the study, uh, it, yeah, uh, it this was uh, within two months months a twenty percent rise in anti vaxxers those who uh, re- refused the vaccine, and who uh, who bought sweatshirts uh, showing uh, ads against uh, against the vaccine. Um, so uh, the the theory is that um, there are two uh, t- two of them that the virus was spread as a pretext to force by the government that is the, the virus was spread by the government in order to uh, to force mass vaccinations and the other theory is that mass vaccinations were spread by uh, or funded by Bill Gates of all people. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They they focused on Bill Gates maybe because he has a short name, easy to remember, easy (laughs) to pronounce, easy to put on T-shirts. And uh, he is working together with the EU to monitor people worldwide. And uh, either to implant, to implant a GP, uh, <laughs> a GPA uh, devices in them so they can be located at all times, or else to influence their uh, their decision making and their thinking. Uh, in any case, uh, it it had great success. Uh, this wave of uh, uh, of false information. And the sources seem to be um, China and, but especially Russia. And uh, the uh, the recent French election, uh, which happened after I heard this about uh, about the committee uh, to to fight uh, the um, fake news wave. Um, and it appears that the the French public, uh, too many of them, forty percent of them, actually fell for the false news. But over fifty, I think it was fifty-eight point seven or something like that percent, uh, did not fall for it and voted for Macron. So the truth is actually holding out, but. Uh, the uh, but fake news is gaining is gaining more popularity and more adherence, especially in this country. Mm. This uh, committee has already set to work uh, apparently uh, to uh, to identify the sources and to try to block the fo- the sources of disinformation. And that uh, the the wave of disinformation is not limited to COVID. It is um, it is all pervasive, really, and it seems to be intended to undermine uh, democracy in the uh, EU. Uh, and it actually um, 
worked in Britain, uh, the the recent uh, Brexit uh, of Britain, uh, removing itself from the EU, was a plot uh, to break up the uh, European Union, and it succeeded with lies. And the, the Brits, who swallowed those lies and voted to leave the European Union, are now finding out uh, how many lies they were told and how how disadvantaged uh, Britain is now, thanks to the fact that it has detached itself from the European Union. So uh, in that case, disinformation succeeded. And of course, that was a triumph for Russia. Wow. And maybe China as well. I think both. I think China definitely uh, and Russia. Yeah, I think the two of them are in hand in hand there as far as that goes. So, um, the other issues uh, that are targeted, we know this uh, from our own experience during uh, the Trump administration and, of course, during the uh, uh, run-up to the election and the aftermath, uh, that one of the main issues is to influence elections. And... uh, uh, members of the uh, uh, of the European Parliament uh, reported uh, detecting massive Russian po- propaganda campaigns, um, especially uh, distributed on social media. And uh, there are, in addition to political uh, political interference, there are cyber attacks on. Infrastructure as well. Uh, we uh, in the United States uh, experienced that. I think it was last year, several months ago, uh, when one of the main pipelines, uh, oil pipelines, was disrupted. Uh, the uh, uh, the system itself, the mechanical system, was disrupted remotely, uh, which was an illustration that. Uh, things like uh, delivery of water or electricity uh, and so on could be disrupted from Russia or China uh, if they were able to hack in, which they apparently can do. Uh, So we live in an era when not only information is uh, is false, uh, but our very means of uh, staying alive, especially those of us who live in big cities, uh, could be disrupted and destroyed without without bombs, <laughs> without rocket launchers. Uh, so uh, that too is uh, is a concern of this, this EU committee. Um, and of course, I already mentioned the political. Uh, Political entities, political people uh, in their own countries are directly or indirectly financially supported by foreign powers. And I think uh, Marie Le Pen is the prime example of that, uh, who uh, received money from the Kremlin and and was very, very friendly with Putin. 
And that was one way that Macron was able to nail her uh, in the debate. She could not deny that she was still paying money to Russia, to uh, to Putin, for the loan that uh, he had uh, he had uh, granted her some years ago. Wow! Wow! That's a uh, boy. That's a that's a killer in an election, right? Especially now with Putin being the villain that he is to have borrowed money. Yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing. Yes, yes, and that she uh, she was using photos of her, of herself shaking hands with Putin and so on uh, in order to gain support in France uh, until uh, the attack on Ukraine, when his reputation went down several notches, <laughs> and so did hers because of her connection to him and her professed admiration for him. So, yeah, so the main, uh, their main means of communicating are social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Google. And these are uh, omnipresent in Europe, just as they are in this country. And there is, uh, there has been no structural cooperation between these platforms. Um, and uh, I just don't know. I mean, there's a lot of publicity in our country about it, but nothing seems to be nothing constructive. Uh, nothing from the government itself seems to uh, to be in the pipeline, and that worries me very much, uh, especially because we have uh, uh, TV, television. Uh, uh, Programs, not just programs, but uh, companies that are totally dedicated to fake news. And one of those is, of course, Fox News. And Tucker Carlson is uh, is the prime example of a, a purveyor of false news in a very serious and convincing way. And there are many people who uh, believe everything he says. Uh, and he is the one holding up Putin as a great leader, uh, someone to be admired and imitated and, of course, obeyed. <laughs> um, if Putin wants something, then we should pay uh, very close attention to that because Putin is always right or certainly generally right, according to Tucker. Uh, and there are – in Texas, I would say that 80 percent of the population is watching Fox News exclusively. And the constant drum, drum beat of uh, fake news, propaganda, uh, conspiracy theories uh, is taking a toll. And I think the, uh, the next election, the uh, midterm election, is very much up for grabs, partly because of the influence of Fox News. And Newsmax is a shadow imitator, uh, father right, uh, even in Fox, um, of this kind of uh, fake news and conspiracy theories. So... Um, bothers me very much that the uh, the truth seems to be up for grabs. The truth is what you tell people. Uh, you have no moral compass in what you are telling people. Uh, 
You know, I, I just want to interject one one thing about the Tucker Carlson show. Uh, it was it, it was uh, lauded. It was uh, applauded by folks in Russia, and they wanted to utilize, and they have in in many instances used Tucker Carlson. And I don't think this is fake fake news. Um, you know that about them using Tucker Carlson, but uh, the the Putin supporters in Russia use Tucker Carlson's news reports to show uh, support, you know, to, to show yes. that there's American support. Yes, uh, that was a shocker, too, that, that Tucker Carlson is so, um, so pro-Russian that uh, the, the Kremlin is actually using him as pro- part of their propaganda <laughs> to their own people. <laughs> Uh, which indicates the the poison that's being fed to the American people uh, without any resistance, uh, any program to stop it, any uh, um, any committee studying what to do about this. And I think that uh, uh, the election of Donald Trump in the first place, and of course the perpetuation of the lie that he won the election and that there was massive fraud, uh, this is uh, something that Russia is uh, is pushing uh, because it, it destroys trust the the trust of the voter in the integrity of the election process, uh, which uh, will cause them not to go vote because they figure it's corrupt anyway, and uh, and their vote will not count uh, or will be disregarded um, in the. Uh, 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 in the service of some crooked and uh, criminal uh, goal, uh, which uh, they are being told is uh, the the Democratic uh, Party's programs uh, and goals, uh, and only the Republican Party, which has no program other than uh, uh, seizing and maintaining power. Uh, only the Republican Party can save them, but save them with what? For what? Doing what? They have no program. So uh, I I despair almost of our situation here in the United States uh, because uh, it seems to me that people who do listen to Fox News and to Newsmax cannot believe the truth when they see it. Uh, of course, the uh, Q, uh, the Q conspiracy is so outlandish that some some people are uh, divorcing themselves from that, even if they uh, believed it for a while. But the other uh, most most of the propaganda is more subtle uh, than that, and it's uh, simply. If if your parents were Republican, um, then you tend to be Republican yourself, despite the fact that it's no longer the Republican Party that uh, that I knew as a young person. Uh, it it originally was an opposition party that had pro and a set of principles. At the moment, it has no principles and no program. Follows Donald Trump, and that's about it. And it follows the big lie 
that uh, Biden is not really our president because uh, he stole the election. I'm just hoping that uh, that the truth will out somehow, but it uh, does not seem to be helped along by any any organized effort to get the truth out there. Uh, there's a British 15-page uh, paper out, which uh, which I read, which uh, the title of it is called it is called opposing the power of lies, bullshit, and fake news: the value of truth. And uh, excuse me for using the word bull bullshit the on the air, uh, <laughs> but but it's in this title. Um, and the abstract, I'll just read a piece of the abstract. Post-truth politics poses a serious challenge to the values of truth and consequently trust. Sections of mainstream political parties and the media do not appear to have uh, basic knowledge or insight into processes that underpin our institutions, and we are confronted of lies, fake news, and bullshit, and profound ignorance. And I underscore that last, profound ignorance. We will explore the distinctions between truth and truthfulness and lies and deceit to centrally argue that truth has considerable intrinsic and instrumental value that should be protected and respected. Truth is invaluable to the integrity of the person, institution, and nation, and a climate of trust uh, to the uh, proper functioning of democracy. While it may be expedient to distort or ignore the truth, and value truth in ways that cannot be to its practical value, this is because it is very closely related to trust, sincerity, and integrity. Indifference to truth and the cynical espousing of lies, fake news, or bullshit can be destabilizing and harmful, as Brexit, the United Kingdom's process of withdrawal from the European Union, is painfully revealing. Okay, I'll stop reading at that point, but uh, this article uh, proves uh, the obvious, to me, the obvious truth <laughs> that Truth engenders trust, and trust underpins the entire structure of our country, because if we do not trust our government to do the right thing, we do not trust our politicians to to uh, work for the benefit of the, of the country and of the people in the country, uh, then we, we are lost. We simply will, will not know for whom to vote if we're so cynical we think they're all rotten and uh, and corrupt um, especially if they think that the man in the, in the president's office right now is rotten and corrupt and has stolen the presidency then naturally you're going to vote against him uh, but the truth is that he won the election fair and square as 80 uh, courts that uh, had the case brought before them certified there was no uh, there was no uh, cheating in the uh, in the last election 
So, I mean, that is that is the problem. Uh, Europeans are actually doing something about it, and we are not. <laughs> and I'm worried. I know the the uh, talk about Elon Musk. You mentioned someone buying uh, Twitter. Elon Musk buying Twitter uh, is uh, is sending shockwaves um, throughout the world. I don't know why necessarily. I guess uh, I guess maybe because uh, he will uh, you know change the standards that they uh, they set. Um, and you know you uh, of course you touched on this uh, early on. Social media is uh, yeah is is something that is a new phenomenon uh even as my uh my oldest children were growing up uh it was myspace you know came up and that was probably about 2007 that it really took off and became a real uh you know a real uh serious um undertaking or or became a serious outlet and then soon uh i guess zuckerberg um had uh had completed uh facebook and that became the real deal over myspace and you know since that point uh we haven't had a 24-hour news cycle which is something i used to say all the time well now we have a 24-hour news cycle and basically ever since cnn and um and the gulf war we had a 24-hour news cycle all of a sudden now we had a minute-to-minute news cycle and some of the news wasn't from credible sources it was from you know joe blow you know, um, Republican or Joe Blow Democrat or or whatever. But do you think in general uh, social media uh, will be curtailed one day or do you think it'll always be kind of the Wild West? What, you know, anybody that wants to believe any I mean, they're not going to regulate. Um, well, maybe they maybe they will after a while. They uh, uh, that'll be there. But um, do you have any hope that social media will will be a. Uh, uh, an overall positive thing, or or do you think that it's it's always going to be, um, you know, willy nilly just used to to spread somebody's opinions? Well, it looks to me as though it's getting wilder. Uh, you mentioned the Wild West; it's getting wilder all the time. Uh, and uh, uh, this latest development that uh, Twitter, Twitter, who uh, or that that barred uh, Trump from using it because of his pernicious influence on so many people, uh, it was actually doing something correct there and something positive. Uh, but with this takeover, I'm afraid that he may be back online again, and uh, uh, that will be terrible for the country. I'm afraid that that's going to cost uh, the Democrats the next election if he gets back online, which, of course, he's aching to do. And he's he's so uh, dangerous. He really is dangerous. Uh, everybody knows that, and some people admire him for it, and other people know that uh, that he could destroy our democracy, uh, which most people uh, admire and hope to perpetuate. But many people don't care. Uh, they don't see the benefit of democracy. They don't. They see that it's not working in their in their mind it's simply not working uh, because they do believe that the, the last election was stolen and that president biden is uh is some kind of a monster up there uh, uh, at the head of our government and therefore everything is poisoned yeah. 
I mean, you know, and I think another, uh, you know, an, another argument to be concerned about is uh, are we looking at future uh, January 6th, right, which was a disastrous day in our country's history, you know, where where people died um, because right. of uh, uh, they were rallied to um, uh, to to, you know, perform really uh, treasonous. Uh, act and uh, and march on the Capitol. It was uh, it was disgraceful. I I would think that anyone uh, you know reasonably thinking would call out a disgrace what happened on on January sixth. Uh, does it lead to more? And again, it's it's not a rhetorical question. I'll put that put it out there for uh, you know for your thought. But does it lead to more uh, events, ugly events uh, like storming the Capitol? On January sixth, uh, yeah. yeah, this could happen again. Uh, not exactly the same thing in the same way, but I'm sure that in on the planning board right now, uh, there are uh, plots uh, to do some harm, uh, some large. Let me just ask this. 
um, and and you got to pardon my ignorance on it, but has Elon Musk um, made any proclamations, any uh, any statements of of how uh, how he would handle things like that? Is it just free? What anybody wants to say, they could uh, say it's just free uh, speech. Or did he put any caveats out there? You know that that he's going to be uh, careful that there's no illegal activity. Is that, what was his statement in general? on all of that? Uh, I think it was fairly amorphous. Uh, it was hard to know uh, what he... Uh, his main claim is that he is going to guarantee free speech for everybody, which I think... It sounds like the Wild West to me uh, in spades. Uh, <laughs> squared or quadrupled or whatever. Uh, uh, and uh, I have not heard him talk about limiting uh, bullshit, pardon me, uh, limiting crap uh, that uh, is being purveyed by the media, uh, in, including his. Uh, I mean, he hasn't gotten hold of it quite yet, but uh, will he stop obvious lies, obvious untruths and distortions and conspiracy theories? Uh, we don't know. Uh, he hasn't really made it clear. I've heard nothing from him that uh, that indicates uh, that he will. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, scary in a sense, and I'm, I, I know some people, many people, are celebrating this. Um, it, it, to me, it's just a uh, it's it, it's a new day, and we're going to have to wait to see. I'm not even sure who owned Twitter before this. Who was the who was the brains? I know Zuckerberg owned uh, Facebook. Who was who was Twitter? Who who owned that? Um, I don't. I really don't know. It would be a good bit of research to do to find out who who was directing Twitter in the first place. Uh, did that that appeared so insufficient that it had to be taken over? At the cost of uh, what, fourteen billion? Is that what it is? Is that what? What fourteen billion dollars? I, I think for Twitter. Yeah, oh I think it was fourteen billion, not million. <laughs> billion dollars for Twitter. I mean, you talk about the importance of of social media. Fourteen billion dollars for Twitter. Yeah. I, I, fourteen billion dollars. I mean, if fourteen billion dollars makes someone uh, one of the I don't know, uh, probably you know, hundred richest people, probably right. I mean, fourteen billion dollars. It's uh, yeah, that's it's uh, it 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 could float um, Biden's program that uh, that he's trying his uh, uh, his big bill, his social. Uh, b bill that has been blocked in Congress all this time, uh, it could float that easily. <laughs> accomplish all the goals he has there uh, without any problem at all, that much money. Uh, instead, it's going to buy Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how much money does Elon Musk have? Um, he's uh, maybe he's, is he near sixty million? Is he a hundred million? To spend that amount of your fortune on Twitter, he must think it's a uh, he must think it's a powerhouse to uh, to get whatever his agenda is 
Um, you know, he's a smart man. Obviously, Elon Musk is an intelligent man. Um, he's sending people into space, right? I mean, he's one of the pe- sending people into space. Uh, but to buy Twitter for fourteen billion would it be dollars? Um, he must see <laughs> he must see that as a game changer as far as getting information out there and getting people elected. Maybe he feels like he'll be uh, th- that much more instrumental in electing a president or electing. A yeah, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. We know Twitter as being the uh, the powerhouse of all, all the social media. I mean. I don't know. I mean, is Instagram uh, like that? Is uh, is Facebook uh, like that? And Doc, as we're talking about this, obviously uh, a, a major, uh, uh, you know, change in in the direction. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, certainly of social media. The question I have is this: uh, Mark, a major change in our country's future. Um, you know, you started out as talking about uh, fake news. Let's let's take it all back. Uh, back to to square one we we started talking about fake news um uh twitter and all the other social media uh sites are are instrumental in creating uh more fake news and allowing fake news to uh to go uh final thoughts on fake news and uh and uh and and take it all back to that well i think uh, it it is something that has been in our system from uh, way back, as soon as there were newspapers. Uh, fake news, uh, especially in advertising, uh, fake, fake news was out there trying to persuade people to do things against their actual interest. Uh, and uh, the only uh, defense against fake news is knowledge and a belief that truth matters. Uh, so I'm with the guy who wrote the 15 pages in defense of truth, uh, because truth engenders trust, and in order to have any kind of a system, you have to have trust. And therefore, caveat emptor, uh, it was a, a, a Roman, ancient Roman motto, which meant that they were aware of fake news already. It's a human tendency to try to deceive other people into doing things that uh, would harm them if they did it. Uh, Like uh, touting asbestos as a wonderful uh, building material, for instance. Uh, I saw an an old ad for that uh, as an example of fake news. so it has been there, but we, we simply must know enough, be educated enough, see to it that we uh, learn enough and are aware enough uh, that we can resist this, this modern wave, um, a tsunami of uh, fake news, uh, trying to get us to accede to people who want to use us for some purpose, for instance, to get into power. Uh, and that is the most pernicious thing, that it's being used against our own government and our own way of life. I, and I think that's that's my last word on the, on the subject. Well, well, listen, thank you for uh, all of that. And uh, just always 
always wisdom there and always uh, uh, something well thought out. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, just as we're closing out, caveat emptor, I think, uh, let the buyer beware. Is that what that uh, that meant in Latin? Buyer beware, yeah. Buyer beware. In other words, you've got to know what you're buying yeah. because it could be the, the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> or, <laughs> or uh, something poison. Or <laughs> Anyway, you need knowledge and you need... Uh, to, you need to know truth uh, to be able to distinguish truth from lies. Doc, uh, great as always. And to everyone out there, please, uh, please uh, buy the two books, buy uh, the late, two latest books. The Choice is the very latest. And Before the Alamo is the one right prior to that. And any one of the, the 16 books uh, that Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg has put out and Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on The Florence Weinberg Show.